sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. May is truly the month of championships. We are in the conference finals in the NBA postseason. The second round, the conference semifinals of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Sure, the daily grind of Major League Baseball continues on, but this weekend in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it's the second major of the year in golf, the 2022 PGA Championship. And one Tiger Woods tees off in just about 15 minutes from now. And John Daly is throwing back the clocks. He's the leader early on at the PGA. It's also the Preakness this weekend. We have college football coaches, the king of them all, and Nick Saban calling out other CFB coaches for NIL. What a time in the world of sports. And we get you set with everything you need to know right here on a Thursday on the morning after, live on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the SportsGrid network as well. I am Ben Stevens. And we begin on this Thursday by looking back on last night, a Wednesday evening by the Bay in San Francisco, the opening night of the Western Conference Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. All week long, really, leading into game number one, the Dubs were booked as a five-point home favorite. Some late steam yesterday evening prior to tip. It goes to five and a half in favor of Golden State, and the total that was steady at 214 and a hook rises by two points to 216 and a half. The outcome a Golden State dominant win in game number one, blowing out the Dallas Mavericks by a final score of 112-87. Yeah, maybe those sea legs for the Mavericks playing a seven-game series against the Phoenix Suns, rearing their ugly head last night. Golden State easily covering as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They have been booked as a favorite in every postseason game so far throughout these playoffs, but it's just Golden State's third cover in their last nine games. And as I mentioned, that total climbed by two points up to 216-and-a-half and stays well under because it was the second lowest offensive output for the Dallas Mavericks this postseason. Only 87 points scored by Dallas last night. They scored 80 in a blowout loss in game number five against the Phoenix Suns, and they rallied back for the final two wins in that series to get here to the Western Conference Finals. But Dallas has the highest under percentage all year long in the association. Dallas has gone under in eight of their last 11 games in this postseason, nine of the 14 overall. Golden State now under in two straight games. So 216 and a half was the total last night. As we look ahead quickly to game number two, the total back down to 214. And we saw the props yesterday. We detailed all that Luka Doncic would have to do if Dallas was able to keep that game competitive. With a scratch on his face early on, it wasn't the Luka night that we have come to expect throughout this postseason. Falling well below all of his props last night. A points prop of 33 and a half, well under that finishing with 20, only six of 18 from the floor, three of 10 from beyond the arc. A rebounding prop of nine and a half, well, he only finishes with seven. His assist prop was seven and a hook, only four dimes for Luca last night. So well under all of his props an evening ago. He will respond, we expect, in game number two. Walked off the floor last night in San Francisco with a little smirk 
on his face. We've seen Luka Doncic take on that role before. On the other side for Golden State, though, a very prolific night, obviously in a blowout victory whenever you win by 25 points. Steph Curry, the chef, leads the way. All five starters for Golden State scoring in double figures. Those are some of the stats for Steph throughout the regular season and now into the postseason. But first, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The opening hour of the morning after on this huge Thursday all across the grid. So much going on in the sports world. We welcome you to Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. May is the month of playoffs in championships the nba postseason western conference final game number one last night stanley cup playoffs into the conference semifinals the pga championship golf second major now underway on this thursday morning the preakness this weekend at pimlico we'll have a preview later in the show college football coaches going insane and calling each other out and of course major league baseball continues to take on as well the WNBA now in action i mean come on there is so much happening in the sports world we focus though right now on the opening night of the western conference finals and again golden state cruising to a 112 87 victory easily covering as a five and a half point home favorite with the total that rose to 216 and a hook staying under all five starters for golden state scoring in double figures steph curry leading the way with 21 points and also 12 boards for a double double we told you yesterday jordan Poole loves to start hot in series entered yesterday averaging more than 27 points per game in the first three of both series for golden state both against denver and then in the last series against memphis he goes over his points prop last night finishing with 19 it fell to 15 and a half prior to tip steph under his points prop of 27 and a half but still a good performance leading all scores for golden state with 21 points a game high 21 for steph so a big win for golden state booked as the series outright favorite entering at minus 230 that price has also grown on this thursday morning now minus 460 for the golden state warriors as the series outright favorites and the shortest result that we will have the most likely outcome in total games as you can see there is just five at plus 195 there was an expectation for the dubs to win this series in five entering game number one last night it was tied for the shortest outcome alongside golden state in seven now for golden state to win in five games that's plus 210 almost two dollars shorter than golden state winning in seven and plus 210 for golden state to win in five by far the shortest outcome on the board. We continue breaking down the conference finals up next on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. What a Thursday in the world of sports. And we're live here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. We continue to go through the conference finals in the NBA postseason. The association is our focus in this opening hour. But there is so much happening live right now, including in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Southern Hills Country Club, the site for the 2022 PGA Championship, golf second major. And as I look off to my right, Tiger Woods steps on the first tee, part of the featured group alongside Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth. 
on this Thursday morning in the opening round of the PGA Championship. 22 major championship victories between those three golfers, Tiger Woods with 15 of the 22. Looking for major championship title 16 this week. We'll have live updates throughout the show, including with Dubs Anderson later on in our second hour. All right, back to the NBA. Western Conference Finals last night. Golden State cruises to a 25-point victory over Dallas. We went easily 112.87 in the opening game of the WCF last night. And we showed you the series prices. Golden State was a minus 230 outright favorite entering game numero uno. They are now a minus 460 series outright favorite. Dallas plus 360 as a dog. So we see those daily updates in the numbers in series prices after an individual result. And we told you for Golden State now to win this series in five, series correct score market, the most likely outcome, that's plus 210. It's shorter by nearly $2 than the second most likely outcome, Golden State in seven, which is four to one. The top four odds for Golden State to win this series are all in favor of the Warriors. And it's nearly $4 of difference from Golden State to win this series as a sweep, which is the longest of all the outcomes, to where Dallas comes in, the Mavs in seven at plus 800. Again, the odds moving heavily this morning in indication Golden State is in the driver's seat for the Western conference finals we all wondered how competitive could dallas actually be on the wcf stage last night not exactly their best but listen they just played seven games against phoenix i think the mavericks will make this a series so as we just mentioned minus 460 the outright price on the golden state warriors if you want to bet the warriors outright you got to look to the western conference finals mvp market a new market just available for the first time this year the magic johnson mvp award in the west and steph curry is an odds on favorite at minus 160 but that's three dollars less than the minus 460 price on the dubs to win the series outright as a team and you would have to think from a narrative standpoint that if the warriors win steph curry will be the leading contributor why and that minus 160 price not all that bad notice the price on Luka Doncic by the way it's plus 360 it's the same exact price for Luka as it is for the Dallas Mavericks what does that tell you as the Mavs go so too does Luka Doncic so if you're looking to bet that market Steph Curry is the favorite for a reason in the odds on minus money category at minus 160 a far better price on the chef than his team overall who is minus 460 and it wasn't the most Steph Curry game we've ever seen last night but he still still led all scores on Golden State with 21 points and also had a double-double, adding in 12 rebounds. So that was game number one in the Western Conference Finals last night. Two nights ago in the Eastern Conference Finals, it was the Miami Heat using a 39-point third quarter, outscoring the Celtics by 25 in that stanza to win game number one, 118-107, covering as a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. So Miami up one nothing in that series. So we go from the Western Conference Finals MVP market over to the East. And after a 41-point game, his third 40-point game of this postseason, it should not be a surprise to see Jimmy Butler as the odds-on favorite to win the Eastern Conference Finals MVP at minus 145. The Heat are now favored to win this series at minus 150. Only five cents of distinction there. The Boston Celtics in the series price, plus 125. Jason Tatum to win MVP, as we just showed you, plus 155. Maybe some better value. And you see the distinction between the two prices on the two best players in this series. Jimmy Butler is the odds-on favorite, minus 145. Jason Tatum is plus 155. Then we drop all the way off to the Boston Celtic player with the third-best odds, 
that would be Jalen Brown at 18 to 1. So you have to figure, based on what those odds indicate, that if the Celtics win this series, it's Jason Tatum. If the Heat win this series, it's certainly Jimmy Butler in that favorite price at minus 145. Which brings us to game number two tonight in South Beach. The Miami Heat right now live on the FanDuel Sportsbook. A three and a half point favorite with an over under that stands at 207 in a hook. I was doing prep for this game around 6 p.m. Eastern time yesterday, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Within those couple of minutes, we got the news that Marcus Smart by the Boston Celtics had been ruled probable, listed as probable for this game. He's been dealing with that right midfoot sprain throughout this postseason in the series against the Bucks. Marcus Smart missed game number one, listed as probable for this game and we saw the line move immediately it was at four at that time marcus smart listed as probable it moves down to three and a half only in favor of miami al horford still in the health and safety protocols listed as doubtful for tonight's game so marcus smart does move the line now when we look at the trends for this game the heat have been booked as a favorite in every home game throughout this postseason following game number one miami now a perfect seven and zero straight up Six and one against the spread, covering as a four and a half point favorite in that opening game in South Beach just two nights ago. But here's how impressive Miami has been at home throughout these playoffs. Six of the seven wins for the Heat at home have come by double digits. Only one was not by 10 or more points, and that was the clinching game number five against Atlanta without Kyle Lowry and without Jimmy Butler. Their average margin of victory at home in these playoffs is 16.1 points per game over 16 points per game is the average margin of victory for Miami so not only are they winning at home they are covering numbers six and one against the spread and doing so rather decisively Boston as a road underdog up until game number one a perfect five and oh against the number game number one two nights ago in Miami the only time Boston as a road dog throughout this postseason has not covered now the total is up by nearly five points from the closing number that we saw two nights ago. It dropped to 203 after both Marcus Smart and Al Horford were ruled out for game number one. It got up to 208, back down to 207 and a half on this morning, and game number one went well over that total of 203, 118, 107 the final once again. It was just the third over for Miami throughout this postseason in the Heat's 12 games, just the third over for Boston in their last eight games in this postseason now Jimmy Butler had a game in game number one he has had a tremendous postseason a minus 145 odds on favorite to win the Eastern Conference Finals MVP it makes sense he had a 40 burger 41 points in game number one well over his points prop where he was booked at 23 in a hook now that's up by three points to 26 and a half for game number two tonight he has gone over this number in six of the 11 games he has played for Miami in this postseason. Every time over this points prop tonight, Jimmy Butler has had at least 32 points. So if you think Jimmy can score 30 again, that's plus 164 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. If you can think he goes for 40 one more time for the fourth time in this postseason, a quarter of the games he has played, that is 13 to 1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. That is a lot of value on the man known as Jimmy Buckets. And again, as we look at this series overall, the Miami Heat, now the favorites in the Eastern Conference Finals, minus 150. They were plus 145 as the series underdogs 
entering game number one. Here's what I will say about that price. If you think Miami has value, wait until after this game. If they win, you're going to lose some of that value, but you'll see it once again when we flip back to TD Garden in Boston where you would think the Celtics hold serve on their own home floor. And there is still an indication that this series goes seven games. It's the most likely outcome in the total games market at plus 160, and it certainly factors in to the series correct score prices that you see on the FanDuel Sportsbook as well. Miami to win in seven is one of the most likely outcomes that we will see for this series between the Heat and the Celtics. We continue our breakdown and our preview for game number two in the Eastern Conference Finals up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We'll get back to the Eastern Conference Finals in game number two in just a little bit with Brian Fonseca from FanDuel joining us to end out this opening hour of the morning after live here on a Thursday on SportsGrid. Sirius XM channel 159, the home for SportsGrid radio on Sirius XM all across the Spiz Grizz network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Updates live from Tulsa, Oklahoma in the 2022 PGA Championship at Southern Hills. A club twirl on the opening tee box for one Eldrick Tiger Woods. Stuffs it into the fairway, stuffs it to five feet for birdie on number one. We await the result of that putt, but Tiger's looking good. The big cat on the prowl. His odds to win the PGA Championship outright finished at 85 to one, plus 450 for a top 10. To make the cut though, got some juice yesterday. Minus 140 for Tiger to see the weekend. Now our focus is on Major League Baseball. Yesterday, you looked up and down the board in MLB, all across baseball, east, west, north, south, middle of the country, wherever it might have been, it was aces on the bump. Some fantastic pitching matchups on your Wednesday in MLB. And that included one of the first games up of the day, day baseball in Milwaukee, a showdown between the two aces, Corbin Burns for the Brewers and Max Fried on the other side, for the Atlanta Braves. But it's Keston Hura who steals the day and steals a win for Milwaukee. A walk-off two-run homer in the home half of the 11th inning in extras gives the Brewers a 7-6 victory. Keston Hura, who was sent down to the minors earlier this season, called up yesterday and delivers a walk-off two-run home run winner for the Brewers. Milwaukee takes the series against the Braves, booked as a favorite in every game. Didn't cover on the run line in any, but still wins two of the three against Atlanta. We saw 13 runs in that game yesterday that went 11 innings between Milwaukee and Atlanta. The first two games between the Braves and the Brewers. Pitcher duels where we saw four runs in total in the first two, uh, two games of that series. So as we mentioned, Milwaukee did not cover on the run line in any of the three against Atlanta. They have only covered on the run line once in their last 11 games but they're still 24 and 14 straight up but not great on that run line this year 16 and 22 tied for the fourth worst mark in all of major league baseball the reason i bring that up is because that's mainly what milwaukee does they're going to rely on their stellar pitching staff both in their starting rotation and especially the back end of that bullpen with devin williams and josh Hader coming in to close out baseball games their offense is never going to be spectacular 
but they're going to get the job done. That's why Milwaukee is 24 and 14, 10 games above 500. It was billed as Burns versus Freed, as I mentioned. Corbin Burns, six innings pitched yesterday, but did give up four earned runs on seven hits, just five strikeouts as well. It was the most earned runs that Corbin Burns has allowed in a single start this year, and only five strikeouts against the Atlanta Braves, who have the second highest K rate against righties in Major League Baseball at over 25.5% this season. For the guy that continues to deliver strikeouts in a prol prolific way, not the best out of Corbin Burns yesterday, but still his team gets the win. Max Freed, by the way, six innings pitched, three earned runs on seven hits, six strikeouts against the Brewers, who have the sixth highest K rate in Major League Baseball this year. So Corbin Burns is the favorite to win the National League Cy Young now, and we'll detail why that happened. Max Scherzer on the bump yesterday for the New York Mets in their home game at Citi Field against the St. Louis Cardinals. The Mets win big. 11-4 over the Redbirds, but there is cause for concern up in Flushing once again as it relates to the health of that starting rotation. Max Scherzer exit this, exits the game early in the sixth inning after five and two-thirds innings pitched. He did only allow one earned run on seven hits and had five strikeouts, getting his fifth win of the year already, but it was a very strange moment in the top half of that sixth inning a slider that just completely missed the plate and Scherzer immediately looks over to the Mets bullpen and says I'm done I'm out I can't go anymore I'm done it's over it's over obviously tremendous cause for concern he'll get some tests on whatever the issue is later today we'll see what exactly what that means I believe we have Jack Weinberger our outstanding baseball handicapper and associate producer here with us as well on this Thursday morning live from the producer's pit at our Midtown Manhattan studio. Jack, you have been following the Mets all year long. You see what happens with Scherzer yesterday has to be concerning for New York. Yeah, 100%. Look, ben, the Mets have a lot of guys at the moment. It's a long season, and, it, you know, it kind of sinks. It just seems – this seems to happen to the Mets over and over again. We go in every single season, yeah. at least I do. I know a lot of other people do as well. Like, this could be the Mets here. You know, the pitching's there. They have some good bats. Like, this is the year of the New York Mets. And they just get so unlucky. You know, something happens. Like, last year they lost Jacob DeGrom. And if they have Jacob DeGrom last year, they win the NLEs. Something always unfortunate happens. But, look, it's a very, very, very long season. And this is a really darn good baseball team. Probably the one team, in my opinion, who can take the Dodgers, who can beat the Dodgers in a playoff series because they have the horses mm. to do it. You know, if you get DeGrom mm. back. This is a really good team. A lot of weapons. They can survive for a short period of time without Max Scherzer. I would not rush him back. You have you have Chris Bassett, and you have a ton of other guys who are very good on the mound. You know, Carlos Carrasco, he's been off to a great start. The bats are there. So I would not rush Max Scherzer back. Yes, concerning, but you even heard him say he doesn't believe it's too serious because he caught it at the right time and took himself out, you know, where he should have taken himself out. Right. And uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. And there's a long season. Get him some rest. Don't rush him back. He'll be fine. Mets will be fine. The Mets have a six-game lead right now in the National League East, mainly because the rest of the division is straight booty to begin this year. All other of the four teams below 500 right now, including those Atlanta Braves, who are four games below 500 at the moment. You just saw the NL Cy Young Award odds. As we detailed, Corbin Burns entered yesterday slightly behind Max Scherzer in this market but now with the uncertainty around Scherzer those prices have flipped Corbin Burns is the favorite at plus 440 Max Scherzer the second best odds 
at plus 550. And please keep an eye on Carlos Rodon in his first year with the San Francisco Giants. He is 9-1 to right now. But again, Max Scherzer and the Mets cash as a nearly $2 favorite yesterday against the St. Louis Cardinals. But their prices in the NL East also getting slightly worse this morning. Back to minus 185. Still an odds-on favorite in that division. But just a few days ago, that was a minus 210 price on the Mets to win the National League East. So as we flip it, Jack, from the National League to the American League, from the NL East to the AL East, the New York Yankees, nearly a $3 favorite yesterday with Garrett Cole on the bump in Camden Yards against the Baltimore Orioles. Jack, you cap games with the best of them when it comes to MLB and college sports in general. And you always try to find those weird intricacies the book might not be looking out for. Would you ever pay $3 to back a team in Major League Baseball? Absolutely not $3. What I did yesterday, I looked to maybe take it in a small money line parlay. And again, I'm not going to sit here and advise making parlays because they will burn you more than they don't, and they've burned me. I looked to straight bets more often than not. You did. But yesterday, for example, I had the I didn't overthink it, right? Max Scherzer was on the mound at home off a tough, sour taste in their mouth. They lost that game to the Cardinals 4-3 to three the night before. Sour taste in their mouth. Now you got Max Scherzer. And the Yankees, yeah, minus 260, I believe it was, minus 255. But you have Garrett Cole against the Orioles. The Yankees were, what, 7-1 against the O's coming into this game, 28-8 and eight overall. They weren't going to lose to Baltimore. So I took a money line parlay. Yankees minus 250. Mets minus 250. Made that plus 109. Didn't overthink it. Two aces, two better teams, and they both got the job oh. done. I looked to parlay, you know, teams like that. And yesterday, Walker Bueller was on the hill. I know I sound, like a, <laughs> I sound like a square right here, but, you know, baseball is a sport you can't really overthink. You know, the best pitchers, the best teams, they're going to win these games. The Dodgers will beat Arizona. The Yanks will beat Baltimore. And Max Scherzer will probably beat St. Louis. And that's what happens. More likely than not, the best pitchers with the best teams will win baseball games unless they're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates on a fireworks night on a Saturday in Pittsburgh. And then Jack will tell you to bet your entire household income on a plus 235 Buckos ticket. Jack... You are the best, my friend. Garrett Cole, as we mentioned, improving to a perfect 4-0 yesterday as the Yankees get the win over the O's 3-2. Garrett Cole, good on the bump yesterday. Seven innings pitched, two earned runs on only six hits, five strikeouts, a 4-0 record this year for Cole, a 2-8-9 ERA, and the Yankees keep winning baseball games. 28-9 straight up, continuing to have the best record in Major League Baseball. We mentioned they closed as nearly a $3 favorite at minus 290, they look for the sweep against the Orioles today. Jordan Montgomery on the bump for the pinstripes, and they're a minus 215 favorite in Baltimore. The Yanks have won 10 of their last 12 games. It was only their third under in their last nine yesterday because of the pitching performance of Garrett Cole. Now, Garrett Cole is near the top of the American League Cy Young odds market, but right above him is Kevin Gosman in his first year for the Toronto Blue Jays, but not the best start for Gosman yesterday against the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners winning 5-1 to one up in the Great White North. Gosman, five innings pitch, two earned run on seven hits, and only three strikeouts. Three and three this year for Kevin Gosman. 2-5-2 ERA. Toronto closing as nearly a minus 230 money line favorite as well. And here 
are the American League Cy Young Award odds. Justin Verlander is the favorite at plus 500. Verlander is off to a sensational start this year. And you want to talk about comebacks. You want to talk about narratives. He is going to be at the top of this board if he even stays consistently on this level throughout the year for Houston. Kevin Gosman, the second best price. Garrett Cole, the third best number. Shohei Otani tied for the fifth best price. Shohei was on the bump yesterday against the Texas Rangers. The Rangers winning in walk-off fashion at home in the bottom of the 10th. Keep an eye on Texas. Now the best run line record in all of Major League Baseball. 22 and 14 on that run line. 18 and 8 on the run line in 26 games booked as an underdog. A thank you to Jack. We go back to the NBA up next here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on SportsGrid Live on a Thursday. Sirius XM Channel 159 all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. We dive right back into the NBA postseason with Brian Fonseca's NBA playoffs focus right here on TMA. Brian Fonseca from FanDuel joins us once again to recap what we saw last night. Look forward to game number two tonight between the Heat and the Celtics. It's going to be a lot of fun on this Thursday, Brian. It is uh, hopefully more fun than the Dallas Mavericks had last night trying to beat mm. the Warriors with Luka Ball, which is not going to work as we talked about last week, but go on. 112-87, the final last night, Brian. The first game for the Mavs after going seven games against the Phoenix Suns. The first game for Golden State after wrapping up their series against Memphis in just six games. So a little bit more rest for the Golden State Warriors, but still a blowout victory. 25 points the difference last night, Golden State easily covering as a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. So, Brian, how would you describe what you saw last night in San Francisco? You know, I was surprised when I looked up at the box score because I watched the game and I was not really looking at the stats at all. I was just watching the game yeah. for the most part. And I was surprised when I looked up at the box score and I saw that Dallas had nine offensive rebounds to Golden State seven because it felt like it was a lot of five-out we're just going to pass this around so somebody's open to shoot, and then we're going to shoot, which you're not going to beat Golden State that way. At one point in the second quarter, they had 21 threes attempted already, and they only made three of them, by the way. Golden State was also struggling from three, but they were able to penetrate, find other ways to score with Andrew Wiggins, with Steph Curry leading the dribble penetration. Jordan Poole was able to get in there and do some things as well uh, over the course of the game. And for Dallas, it just felt like, all right, Lucas is going to dribble this out kind of like what James Harden used to do in Houston, which is exactly the trap that I don't want him to fall into for his career uh, because we've seen how that worked out for James Harden in terms of playoff yeah. success and in terms of wearing down early in his 30s. And and Luka Doncic has played a lot of high-level basketball outside of the NBA throughout the course of his life, so you don't want him to peak too early. But nonetheless, you saw him dribble it out you know, for a while and then just settle for a step-back jumper or not being able to dribble penetrate or driving to kick and then finding other shooters that yes while the Mavs did get some open looks I would like them to try to get inside a little bit more easier said than done against Golden State especially when Trayvon Green is switched on to you as he was you know to various players at times but I don't know I just didn't like the way Dallas came out but 
as I always say, weird stuff happens in game one, and this was just game one of the series. Um, while I do still expect Golden State to win, I did pick them to win, and I believe it was six. So, you know, this is looking like after that, probably closer to five, but it was only one game. So we'll see. The odds right now are indicating Golden State in five. The most likely outcome in the yeah. series correct score market is the Warriors in five games. It's relatively short at plus 210. And Brian, yesterday we saw Luka Doncic's props up there in an astronomical way. 33 and a half for his points. Nine and a half for his rebounds. Seven and a hook for his assists. Well, he fell under in a big way last night. 20 points, seven boards only four assists is this just a one game thing in your mind for Luca, or is there a cause for concern in the matchup against golden state a little bit of both actually i feel like one those numbers are too damn high like there's no way <laughs> that i'm gonna take the over on somebody getting 33 and a half points like it's just not gonna happen that this happened with Giannis Antetokounmpo last round i believe it was actually before game seven and he finished in the 20s that's just too high of a number for me uh, I would probably bang the under if that's the case, as I did with Joel Embiid for a time because he was always in the 30s when he was going crazy during the regular season. But nonetheless, I think that with Luka Doncic, he's it's going to be a hard time. It's going to be hard to get those numbers consistently against Golden State, especially on the road. The way Golden State can defend him and throw Draymond Green at him, for example, and Andrew Wiggins can you know bother him and Jason Credit. Uh, I mean, Jason Credit. Steve Kerr. <laughs> uh, I almost said Jason Kidd. And credit because Steve Kerr gave Andrew Wiggins credit for how he guarded yeah, Luka yeah, yeah. Doncic. We, we 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 made it all work. <laughs> all good, all good here. Yeah, we yeah. understood. We, so, got, so, we follow. Yeah, so I think I think with Luka, you know, it's just going to be tough to replicate those numbers consistently in the playoffs, especially if they're especially if he's going to have one the high usage rate that I've been railing against him too. If they're just going to wear him down, like it's just going to be tough to get thirty three nine and seven. You know, like it's not like we're talking about twenty five. You know, five and five, even that would be difficult. But 33, nine and seven, like, no, I'm probably going to be taking unders, especially if they're on the road. So we have seen now Golden State move from a minus 230 favorite in the outright price prior to the opening night of the Western Conference Finals last night, now to minus 460 this morning, live on the FanDuel Sportsbook. For some strange reason, the odds are locked on FanDuel right now for the Western Conference Finals odds, which leads to a little bit of suspicion on my hmm. point but when we look at what is going to see after three games brian golden state now a six and a half point favorite for game number two then we go back to texas for game number three in dallas where the mavs have been great throughout this postseason what do you expect out of the start to this series after three games oh man i mean by that point i hope that we're not looking at 3-0 warriors and I don't think we will because I do trust the Mavs to get a home game. I just hope it's at least if they're going to get one. I hope it's the first one because I do not want a 3-0 series if I'm Dallas, if I'm a consumer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and here's my thing with the Warriors is they like to mess around a lot. Like there are times where like I'm watching the game and I'm like, man, they're turning the ball over a lot. They're just, you know, sloppy on a fast break, trying to get in transition and get you know, one guy dribbling or pushing the pace, and then you have two guys sprinting out to the corners, and then you're making yourselves, you're setting yourselves up rather for a long pass that might be errant, and, you know, that's not always going to work. And then you just have just sloppy play occasionally, as sometimes it could fall into that trap. We saw it against Memphis, and Dallas is a better defensive team, in my estimation, than Memphis is, even though they're not as big. 
So I feel like with Golden State, like there's going to be the potential to cough up a game or two there. And Luka Doncic, you know, people will say best player in the series, whatever. I don't think best player in the series matters because I think what matters is who plays the best in a series, as we've yeah. seen with other series in the past. Like, yes, I would say that a healthy Joel Embiid is probably a better player than Jimmy Butler uh, in a vacuum in a regular season. In the playoffs, it's probably a different story. And then on top of that, Jimmy Butler has a better uh, series. So what does it matter if Joel Embiid, if you think he's the better player? So the same thing sort of here. It's like, I can say Luka Doncic is the best player in the series. I could if I wanted to. I don't know if I would because Steph Curry is Steph Curry still. Right. But if I did want to say that, would I think that Steph Curry has a better series instead, though? Yeah, probably because the focus is going to be on Luka defensively for Golden State. The whole game plan is like, all right, neutralize Luka Doncic and not let him go for like 40, 15, and 10. Whereas Steph Curry has Clay Thompson here, Jordan Poole here, Andrew Wiggins here, Draymond Green. Like there are other guys to sort of be able to take uh, control of that offense when he doesn't have to. Yeah, Luka has to be the most impactful. You would think as Dallas goes, Luka goes, as you can see in those MVP odds for the Western Conference Finals. It's the same exact price on Luka as it is for Mavericks, but there's a reason that Steph Curry is the odds-on favorite to win the award, not only because his team is a minus 460 series outright favorite, but because he leads that team. And it wasn't the greatest scoring output we have seen out of Steph or the Warriors last night, but Curry still led the way with 21 points and added 12 rebounds as well. So, Brian, we focused on that number of five. Five games, the most likely outcome in the series total games market, plus 190 this morning. Also, over Golden State to win in five, the most likely outcome in the series correct score market at plus 210. So, Brian, tell me, how long will this series go between Dallas and Golden State? Man, I, I it's hard for me to like say six after uh, last night, but like, <laughs> you know, I, I, it has to be five or six. I'm not going to say four because I think Dallas is, mm. is like I've been very high on them even before the season when they still had even Chris Porzingis. I was like, look, Luke is that good. The team is good. And I like them even more after the trade because I am a big Spencer Dinwiddie guy. Maybe I'm a little biased there because he's somebody who from a media standpoint very much helped my career when I was covering him when he was a Brooklyn net a few years ago. Uh, but still like, I think he's a tremendous, tremendous player that they added in, in that trade along with Davis Bertans, who, you know, I think he's just going to be better in Dallas and has been better in Dallas than he was in Washington. And then Jalen Brunson's awesome. He's playing for a big contract. People in New York are intrigued by that because you know, maybe the Knicks are in the market for, they're definitely going to be in the market for somebody. And maybe Jalen Brunson is one of those people. So right now I would say in terms of value, the best value you have at, Apparently, the line move Warriors at five is now plus 210. So I would say, like, look, even though that's the shortest odds that we have up there, that's still good value. Right. Plus 210 is still good value. Like, you're still doubling it up. It is. So I would say, like, that. And, you know, Warriors and six is interesting, too, at plus uh, 410. Uh, you could have talked me into Warriors plus 400. Uh, Warriors and seven, rather, at plus 400 before this series started. Now... It's only one game, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know if, if Dallas is going to do that. They're not going to win three games. They're just not. They're going to need to, you know, come up with some things creatively, offensively in particular, and find out a different way to get stops. And I got to give Jason Kidd credit because he's been a damn good coach this year, probably maybe top five coaching job in the NBA this year. I think he'll figure some stuff out. The Dubs, a one nothing series lead out west. The Miami Heat, a one nothing series lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. Game number two 
tonight back in Miami. The Heat, a three and a half point home favorite for game number two. The line moving yesterday, Brian, because we got the news that Marcus Smart has been listed as probable for game number two tonight in Miami. Is that enough to have Marcus Smart in the rotation for Boston to steal one on the road tonight? For a player that I absolutely love in Marcus Smart, I wish that the some of the advanced numbers is on off and the defensive metrics, and I wish some of them actually reflected more of how impactful it seemed. But when you look at some of these numbers, it doesn't look like he makes as much of a difference as you would like, which is odd. Uh, you know, I don't know what that's attributed to, whether or not it's just the Celtics just have a good defense, whether or not he's there, et cetera, et cetera. I know that Jimmy Butler has uh, actually had some success against Marcus Smart this season. And while Boston Celtics fans are saying that Marcus Smart is going to lock up Jimmy Butler when he's out there because he's the defensive player of the year, Jimmy Butler shot about 50% when guarded by Marcus Smart this season. I checked that this morning. Um, and he has some success against guards, no matter how big and physical they are, guards who are smaller than him. Uh, and shoot. I don't know if Marcus Smart is even faster than him either. So I would still say that, you know, without Al Horford, who, look, we don't know about his sort of status or whatever the case may be. We just know he's not playing for game two. And uh, Kyle Lowry's still out there. I could, You know, we talk about injuries and we talk about injuries against Miami Heat teams. It's still important to know Kyle Lowry's still out. That's a big, uh, that's a big opportunity for Gabe Vincent, but it's also a big uh, sort of, you know, somebody that you miss running your starting point guard position. I would shockingly favor the Heat here in game two. Um, <laughs> you know, sort of sticking to, to how I've been trending in terms of picking the team. But look, the Celtics are absolutely capable of stealing one on the road. Um, absolutely capable. I think Ime Udoka is going to make adjustments based on uh, game one. Uh, I don't think that third quarter is going to happen like that. But I will say that the Heat only played one good quarter and won that game. So you play two good quarters, maybe you win again instead of just one. And the way the Heat can defend, they will always have a chance. The Heat only won the third quarter, but they won it by 25. They have a plus yeah. 102 point differential in the third quarter, all postseason long by, by far the best in the playoffs. Brian Fonseca from FanDuel helping us go around the association in the postseason. We appreciate you as always. Up next, more of the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We round out our number one morning after live here on sports grid on this lovely thursday sirius xm channel 159 the home for sports grid radio on sirius xm all across the spiz grizz network as well i am ben stevens in this opening hour and rightfully so a ton of focus on the nba playoffs game number one of the western conference finals last night game number two out east in miami tonight as well but our focus here to round out hour one is in the Western Conference Finals. There was some optimism that Dallas could be competitive in this series. They just went out and beat the Suns in seven games, winning both six and seven, and seven was on the road 
in Phoenix. But would that Game 7 hangover catch up to Dallas in Game Number 1 against the Warriors last night in San Francisco? It certainly did. A 25-point victory for Golden State, easily covering as a 5.5-point home favorite. So what does the optimism look like for the rest of this series? We find out together right here, right now, and Fade the Public. So this is the question on this Thursday morning as it pertains to the Western Conference Finals. How many games will the series go between the Warriors and the Mavericks? Four, five, six, or seven? Those are all of the options available to us right now. Thankfully, the public does not think there will be a sweep, but the public also not very much in favor of this going the distance seven games either the most likely outcome according to the public of this poll at sports grid tv active and ongoing on twitter 46 percent nearly saying the series between dallas and golden state goes six that would mean a warriors win on the road in dallas to clinch this series and to head back to the nba finals where the golden state warriors right now are the favorites to win the title five games is the next most likely outcome according to the public it is the most likely outcome according to the FanDuel Sportsbook so the public and the odds slightly different but not by all that much our number two of the morning after on this Thursday is on the horizon following a sports grid news update from Alex Vassal